Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. Some of you have gotten to know me a little bit, and you know one of the questions that I cannot stand is when someone comes up to me and is like, um, excuse me, excuse me, can you do me a favor? Because most times I'm like, no, I, I can't. But I didn't even get a chance to ask you. You should have just asked me right away. So I'm not going to ask you if you can do me a favor, but I'm going to say, can you help a brother out? A lot of people look at the podcast based off reviews and ratings. So if you are on Apple or Spotify or any type of podcast platform, could you hit the five star and make sure you leave a quick review? It don't have to be long. It has to be a paragraph, but just leave a, a quick review, a sentence, maybe two sentences. Could you help a brother out and do that? Now, let's get into our first world problem question today. We're going to talk a ton about social media presence, your social media presence. And I just want you to think about this from a personal standpoint. What do you like or love on social media? What are you commenting on on social media? What are you reposting on social media? And I had to look at myself and do a quick examination. And a lot of the things that I like or love or give my attention to on social media deal with sports. They deal with my uh, basketball program or football program that I'm a part of. And I'm like, what do I like or love? Oh, a lot of stuff that coaches say or, or motivational speakers. I like if it's a cute baby on there. If your baby's not cute, I'm not going to like it. I'm just kidding. But, you know, somebody just had a baby. Somebody just got married. Those are the type of things that I like to like or love on social media. Sometimes this deals with education or deals with humor. That's the type of stuff I'll share with a friend in a DM or something like, hey, bro, did you see this? Like, check this out. It's something that's usually funny, in, but it still most of the time deals with sports. Now, I want you to think about yourself personally. What do you like or love on social media? What is getting your attention? What makes you comment or repost or share with a friend in a DM or, you know, copy the link and send it in a group chat? What are the things that you're liking and loving? I want to hear from you. What are those things and what do they deal with? What do they pertain to? We'd love to hear from you on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. If you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments. What do you like or love on social media? What are you commenting? What are you reposting? What does it deal with? Like, what topic is it dealing with? And this is our first world problem. It is dinner time. The title of our episode is Conscious Clicking. Rethinking what you like and love. And I'm really talking about the social media presence. Because I have seen, especially people that are, are Christians and, and followers of God, followers of Yeshua, sometimes they will like or love something. And I'm just like, hmm, do they even know what they just liked or love? Like, were they conscious of what they were actually clicking? And I just want you to think about this social media presence from the idea of Psalm 1 verse 1. And that's what we're going to use our focus. We're going to use God's word to help us rethink what we're liking or, or loving on, on social media. And Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Now, I'm a married man and I'm happily married. But, you know, sometimes maybe I'm not happy. 
And sometimes it has nothing to do. It's, it's not me poo-pooing on my wife, but you know, sometimes if I'm not happy, that deals with me having bad expectations. That d- makes me think about some of the insecurities that I have. And sometimes it's just flat out, it's just me on why I'm not happy in that relationship. And sometimes what people will do is when they're not happy, they means they feel like they have an excuse to do some of the things that we're going to talk about real quick. So I want you to think about this and answer this question. I'm a married man, right? Okay. I'm, I'm a married man. Would it be okay for me to be liking pictures and videos of women in bikinis and lingerie and twerking and shaking that thing? Like, would you say that is okay? Most people would be like, no. But what do we do sometimes? We use that excuse of, you know, right now I'm not happy. So I'm not I'm not stepping out. I'm just liking or loving the picture. Or how about when you see a, a person that is married and they got the hard eyes or they got the hands clapping on the picture or sometimes they just put the eyes on there. Like, would that be appropriate for me? Most of you are like, no, you, you should not do that. And, and where does that come from? We look at Matthew 5 verse 28, which tells us, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Now, some of us can make excuses because be like, that's my celebrity crush. Look, I don't have no celebrity crushes. I got one crush and that's my boo. That's my wife. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes we feel like we can make an excuse with that. And if you're not married, I'm still putting you on game. And as a man who actually has a lot of female friends, I'm even conscious of liking some of their pictures, you know, or loving the pictures or or adding a comment on there. Because if they in a bikini or they in some lingerie or if they got the goods hanging out and all that stuff, I ain't liking or loving that picture. And sometimes you got to even look and see what the caption is saying. Like if they got a caption talking about, you know, they just lost weight or or something like that, but they still got their goods hanging out. Uh, that's probably ain't a picture for me. Like sometimes you can get got though, because sometimes they have like eight pictures and you see like the first two and then you accidentally like it. And you're like, well, I don't know if I can take my like back. But then I want you to think about sometimes people will have some cap captions on there and they might even be your friends. Like, Blah, blah, blah. I'm looking for a new boo. This is a boo application. Like, yeah, I'm not liking that picture because the caption is the caption that has somebody thinking like, is he trying to shoot a shot? Like, no, fam. No, I, I am absolutely not. I am not shooting my shot. So just think about your social media presence. Are you liking or loving something like that when you really shouldn't? Because what does Matthew 5 or 28 tells us? It tells us you look at somebody lustfully, you've already committed adultery in, in your heart. And then I want to think about Ephesians 5 verse 33. It says, however, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. And that's talking about, all right, putting yourself in somebody else's position. If my wife was liking or loving another man's pictures, especially if he was trying to be buff or something, I'm probably going to be hurt. Like, I ain't going to lie. I am going to be hurt. I'm going to feel some type of way because I'm looking at like, baby, you got this at home. You just saw me come out the shower. Stop playing with me, baby. You just saw me come out the shower. You know what I'm saying? So like, why are you doing this? But bottom line is it's not showing love or or respect when you do that. And that's what Ephesians 5 verse 33 is telling us to do. Each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. The second thing that I see sometimes Christians liking or loving or commenting on deals with people that talk about their relationships. And you know, those people that have those relationships, they got these long, mushy captions talking about how good this person is, or this person did this for them. And that's their soulmate. 
And, and that's cool and that's fine and dandy if that's their spouse that they're married to. But what I have seen sometimes are people liking or loving or commenting on those type of relationships when that person is not in a godly relationship. So what I mean by that is an example would be, OK, this person is still married. They're in the process of getting a divorce. They not divorced yet. They have already found a new boo. They are already posting pictures about that person. They are already writing these long, mushy captions. And I know they not divorced yet. And they already got a new boo. I'm not liking or loving or commenting, supporting it. I'm not because you are still married. Or sometimes I see people who are not in a godly relationship at all. It is not a relationship designed by God or how God intended it for be to be designed. But yet Christians are still liking or loving or praising that relationship, a relationship that God did not institute or have it designed like that. He didn't have a design like that. And I get it can be tough because it's that coworker who's really, really nice. Or it's that friend who seems to like everything that you put on like or, or love anything that you post on, on social media. Or sometimes it's a sibling or a family member that you do want them to know that you love them and you you had their back. But going and, and liking or loving, they picture or they post where they with a same sex partner is not really showing love to them. It's not showing love to them. And I'm not saying go in there and dislike it or yell, repent, repent. I'm just saying, sit out of it. Don't like or love it and send them the wrong message. And we have to make sure that we're not making the excuse that we liked or loved something because, oh, they just look so happy. And I just want them to be happy because we got to ask ourselves first, one, are they really happy? And two, is this the type of happiness that God wants for them. And I put air quotes around happiness, or is this the type of happiness that the enemy wants for them? Now, just thinking about this before we get into Psalm 26, verse four, four and five, what messages do you send when you like or love or positively comment on somebody's post or, or, or picture or, or video? What message do you send? The message you send is that you support it that you support what they're doing and what they're doing is good and, and is okay. But look at what Psalm 26 verse four and five tells us. It says, I do not spend time with liars or go along with hypocrites. I hate the gatherings of those who do evil and I refuse to join in with the wicked. Now, with our social media presence, there are a lot more people that are in our social media bubble that need to get muted, that need to get that. You can hit that show less button or you can hit that like hide the post or flat out. They just need to get unfollowed. But sometimes we are afraid to do that because we don't want to offend that person. But yet we OK offending, offending God. Like, how does that how does that make sense? And on this episode of conscious clicking, rethinking what you like and love. I also got to point out the fact like you just flat out have to be careful who you follow on social media. And I shared this story before about there are certain coaches and stuff that I was following on, on Twitter or on X and me and the other coach was talking about this. And I'm just like, we, one day we was like, how your social media time looking, your timeline looking. He's like, man, some of these coaches are following some crazy stuff and liking some crazy stuff. So when they liked the stuff, all of a sudden it appeared on our timeline and on our page. And some of these coaches was liking all this, the, the, the twerking and that thing shaking and all type of stuff. They had soft porn getting on my timeline because of what they like, because what you like sometimes can appear on other people's 
page or on their timeline. So it's like, all right, I got to unfollow you. I got to hit the hide the post. I got to hit the see less of for, for sure. So be conscious of who you're following, because I don't need to see um, women shaking that thing and twerking and half dressed all, all the time. And Ephesians 5 verse 10 tells us this. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. Instead, expose them. Now, there's a tactful way in exposing them. Now, when you expose, you're not personally trying to crucify the person. It's more so like, hey, let me pull you aside. Let me text you on the side. It's like you can't forget to show people love when you are exposing them. It's not exposing them to try to make yourself look better. But we sometimes we do flat out need to do that. Sometimes the world does need to know where we stand at with some of these things. But it's it's being careful and not trying to, to crucify, crucify people. Now, there will be times that you will need to call out someone. There will definitely be times that you need to call out someone. The best thing to do is lovingly and quietly call out friends and members of your church. You shouldn't just be arguing with random people on social media and just looking to pick fights and looking to share your knowledge. No, you should be doing it to your friends. You should be doing it to people that call themselves believers in God. And 1 Corinthians 5 verse 11 reminds us this. It says, but now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or a swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside, expel the wicked person from among you. And the big thing about this passage was getting at those who claim to be brothers and sisters. Sometimes people just don't know any better. Sometimes people just aren't conscious of what they are clicking. So that's why you pull them to the side. But if you know somebody, they like, I don't mess with God at all. Maybe you just shouldn't follow them then. If they got stuff popping up on your social media feed all the time, maybe that's just a person you shouldn't follow or you can hit the high list button. But those aren't the people you really want to be arguing with. But it's, I guess it's different if you have a relationship. But if you don't have a relationship with this person, it's like, why, why are you doing that? Hit the people that, that are there. And on this episode of Conscious Clicking, Rethinking, What You Like and Love, I got to point out, it is super confusing, super confusing when people know that you are a follower of, of Jesus, but then you are supporting stuff that Jesus wouldn't support. That is confusing and that sends mixed messages. And that's the thing you have to ask yourself, am I doing that? Because that's something I've had to ask myself. Am I doing that? And I feel like we have to have the John 8 approach. I think this is John chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. And this is Jesus' approach when he talked to the woman who was brought to him in, in adultery. And the first thing we look at this is you're not telling someone that they're wrong because you want to hurt them or, or you want to pacify it. You will eventually need to tell them that they're wrong. Jesus would tell them that they were wrong. The second thing is that Jesus did with this woman who was brought to him, because remember, everybody's like, let's stone her. Let's let's kill her. Is Jesus let her know how much he loved her and that he saw her as a human being. He saw her as a child of God. That is what Jesus did. The third thing he did, though, is that he his goal was not to condemn her, but to let her know that she wasn't a slave to sin or a slave to that to adultery and that she had a life where she could repent. And he proved his love to her by the life that he lived. 
And that is something that, that Jesus did in there is he gave her grace and, and, and mercy. But he also told her, repent, repent and, and change your life. Go and sin no more. So he didn't just tell her, like, yeah, what you're doing is OK. But at the same time, he's like, hey, I'm not here to condemn you and, and send you to hell. I'm here to save you. I am an I am the way I love you. I'm proving that by the by the life that I'm living. And that's the pro, uh, approach that we can use like Jesus. You And I would I would encourage you to go read that. That's John chapter eight. First verses in there, I think is one through 11. Now, for us as Christians, when we look at our social media presence, it is about us being the light. Like you don't want to just click stuff or, or like stuff just to argue with people. You don't want to just try to shoo people away or, or eliminate people because you don't want to eliminate that opportunity to share the gospel. But you also don't want to um, tell people what they're doing is okay. So it's finding that, that, that line for sure. And you don't want to separate just to say that you're better than, or that you can separate or you can stay in your bubble. Cause sometimes we just want to separate to say, Ooh, I don't want to mess with that person. Cause I am better than them. But it's like, did you forget the grace and the mercy that God has shown you? Did you forget that you had to be forgiven? Did you forget that you weren't always like that? Did you forget that somebody had to, to bless you? Somebody had to pull you to the side and say, hey, this is how you do things. This is what God's word says. Sometimes we, we forget about that. And I struggle with this at times when you know somebody is 100% wrong and you just want to be right so bad. Because I'm like, I just want to tell them how wrong they are and show, that I'm, show them that I am right. But at times it's like, first, I need to show them love. And then show them what is right. It's a tough line to follow, but you got to make sure that your priorities and you're not doing it out of selfish ambition or to, to boost yourself up in that regard. Because it's hard to be loving and picking up your crosses when you just want to be right. And at the end of the day, it's not me being right. It's what God's word says. It's God being right. It's God being right. Now, on this episode of Conscious Clicking, Rethinking What You Like and Love, I want you to think about your social media page, whether it's Snapchat, Twitter, or X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it is. I can almost bet that there are consistent things that will pop up or be on your page. One of them probably is somebody just doing something vain, like taking a picture of themselves, showing what they did or did not do. Especially Generation Z, they probably just just the streaks be killing me. Like you literally just took a picture of the corner of your head. Like that, what what is going on? But hey, that that's something. It could be something that deals with relationship mess. Somebody talking about how good their relationship is or how bad their relationship is. How about sports? Or it could be entertainment. Or it could be you know what? I'm just gonna talk about my family or the cute little baby that I have, or the kids that I have, those most likely are what will be in your social media pages and your social media feeds. And that's cool. Okay, whatever. Now, what I want to look at, though, is why do Christians just sometimes click any and everything? Like, why do they sometimes feel pressured to click and support something that they know they necessarily shouldn't be supporting? And the first thing is this. A lot of times as Christians and Christians and followers of Jesus, we don't want to come off as as though we think we are better than someone or that we are holier than thou. Because you hear that phrase like you think you're holier than thou. And it's like, no, I just think what you're doing is crazy. So I'm not going to like it or love it. But sometimes people will guilt trip you to doing that. And we don't want to come off as holier than thou. But we got to remember that it is about the truth. The second thing that I want to get at with that guilt is 
you will get guilt tripped to be like, all right, if you don't like this or you don't love this or you don't comment on this, you really aren't my friend. And it's like, hmm, I love you, but I can't support what you're doing because what you're doing in that regards is not good. That goes against God's word. So you're right. I'm not going to like it or love it. But if you don't support that, then you don't love me. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. You aren't God. You aren't the authority. So you can't guilt trip me into making me feel like I need to support you in any and every way when some of the things you are doing are absolutely wrong. But that's the thing of the world. And this is what James 4, chapter chapter 4, verse 4 tells us. It says, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. And a lot of times we thinking like, oh, I can be a friend to this person I know is doing something wrong. And I can also be a friend to God. But God tells us, like, you can't do that. You are going to be an enemy of God if you're choosing to like or love and support and comment on things that, you know, go against God's word and God's truths. Hey, third thing it's super hard at times to make that separation between family and friends. Because like I said, you do want to love them and you do want to support them. You just shouldn't support them in doing things that go against God's word. But God warns us and he tells us about this in Matthew chapter 10, verse 37. He says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Of me, So sometimes it's conflicting because we like, man, I want to show love to them. But God is saying, telling us right here, you can't love them more than you love him. And when you loving and supporting things that don't go with God's word, that's not loving him. A fourth thing, a big thing, and this goes back to one of the first points that I make is you don't want to come off as holier than thou. We at times get this this message of don't be judgmental and a lot of us don't want to come off as judgmental but sometimes we don't want to come off as judgmental because it's like man i know i'm doing some things that i shouldn't be doing so you know what i'm gonna like or support you in this sin because i got some sins that i'm wrestling with and you like or support me in, in that regard and we we all can point this out as christians matthew chapter 7 verse 1 do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And a lot of times it's like, all right, I want to use that measure that this sin is okay. And you know what? If I say that your sin is okay, then maybe my sin will be okay as well. But that's not how it works in God's world or that's not how it works in the kingdom. Or that's not what this passage means at all. Like it means that we need to make some changes. So if there are some things that we deliberately know that we're sinning in, it's like, okay, I don't want to call this person out. Why? Because I'm living in sin and I need to get this fixed. So fix it, change it. God equips you to do that. God wants you to do that. And then sometimes that's even the, the best testimonies when you can say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is how God was able to get me through it. I see that you're struggling with this. How, how can I help you? What can I pray for you, brother or sister of Christ? What can I do to, to help you out in that regard? And that's more the mentality that we need to take versus, all right, I don't want them to throw this back in my face because I'm doing some things I shouldn't be doing. And the fifth thing that, that happens to us on why we like and love and, and comment on things that go against God's word is because we end up conforming to the patterns of this world. And I got to go to one of my favorite passages, Romans 
chapter 12, verse two about conforming to the world. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And that's something that we can always learn from Jesus. Jesus was not about conforming to the patterns of this world. Jesus was about obeying the, the father's will. And his, the, the father's will was for him to love us, to give us a, a completely different outlet, not to condemn us, but to love every single one of us. He proved that with his death on the cross. He proved that with the life that he lived. He proved that from rising from the dead. And this is something that we, we can take to heart. And we don't have to conform to the pattern of this world because we know what Christ has done for us. So when you think about this, when you think about some of the stuff you clicking or liking or commenting on, rethink it. Rethink it and ask yourself the question, am I conforming to the patterns of this world? And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Conscious Clicking. Rethinking what you like and love. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.